Welcome back, everyone, to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I am Nate, here with Jimbo. Let's go. And we are here to talk some play off baseball. Let's oh, man. Playoff baseball. I mean, I, this year has been as much fun as, as it usually is every year. But I feel like we can't start off talking about playoff baseball without men- mentioning Jordan Alvarez. Holy smokes. So, I mean, he's been one of my favorite favorite hitters in the league to watch uh, the last couple of years. And I think he was actually my MVP pick earlier this year. Had some injuries. But, dude, this dude's a monster. And I just want to bring up him because, I mean, I- I'm excited for next year without the shift for him. He's a big lefty. Uh and I think with the shift next year, it's going to be – I think he's just going to be an absolute monster, even more of a monster next year. But listen to this. Just two games in, he has eight at-bats, two homers, seven RBIs, a double, four hits, three runs, OPS at a 190 – or a 1931, slugging at a 1375. One, uh, the dude's an animal. Hits a walk-off bomb. Seattle, uh, Seattle was taking it to him the first game and just absolutely crushed one to walk it off. So I want to bring up some Jordan. I want to give him some Jordan love because the Astros got him for the for an absolute steal too for some for for uh, I don't know some bullpen guy back in the day, and he was actually after a lot of the the trash can talk. So I don't pull him in that category. But fun fact, he actually debuted on my, on my birthday back in the day because I was a big Jordan guy when he was in the minors um, and debuted on my birthday. And it was it's funny because I was watching it with my wife and Morgan and uh, he hit the walk off and I, I stood up and I was like shouting like, holy smokes. And she goes, oh, I remember him. You bought him back in the day, didn't you? And I was like, oh, yeah, I love Jordan. So it's funny that she remembered him. Um, uh, but I want, I want to see, I know you pulled up some of his card prices. Did, did any of the, uh, any of his playoff at bats change, change his card prices? So we've got, <clears throat> I've got daily change up here and his top Chrome refractor PSA 10 had a daily change of, uh, 71%. But in one month, his prices on this refractor PSA 10 have gone up 51%. From forty-seven bucks to seventy-one dollars, and if I pull something, you know that's a little card. Um, if I pull something more major, let's say Bowman Chrome Refractor Auto BGS nine five, that is up in one month fourteen percent. PSA nine Refractor has not moved, and his um, Refractor PSA ten is up seven percent in a month. If we go to three months, it's down 7%. Six months, it's up 26%. So some interesting some interesting stuff there. He is, um, for what is being tracked on card ladder, obviously. But it is cool to see that something as cheap as a refractor PSA 10 could net you uh, <clears throat> 51% in a month. Which is crazy that he's that cheap. For how good he is of a bad person, I think. 
because I think he's even a good hold even going in. Like if you if you had him, you sell on the playoff excitement and then you buy again when everyone forgets about him when baseball's over. And I think going into next year, he would be a good one to have because I think he's going to have an, have an even bigger year next year with with all the rule changes. And he, I mean, he's already a great hitter. Um, and he's actually been fielding a lot better too, which is pretty cool. He threw, he threw someone out if, if I remember right, or he has a cannon. It's just, he doesn't move well. Um, so well, yeah, he's big old dude. Yeah. He's a huge dude, but I wanted to bring him up to start because there's a lot. If you have players of certain, of, of like some of the, the players that aren't talked about a ton and they do just a little bit in the few games that they're in the playoffs, like prices can shoot up. So I wanted to bring up another player, Trent Grisham, former Brewer. He's had an amazing five-game playoff stretch, and I was wondering if his prices moved at all. Hmm. Um. <clears throat> so let's see. Meanwhile, I was looking for a DM tech or strain, whatever you want to call it, uh, about Jordan because I remember telling somebody a while ago that I thought <clears throat> they were like, but Jordan's a DH. Why would I buy him? I said, well, would you buy David Ortiz? Cause I think he's closer to David Ortiz than just the DH. Mm-hmm. I cannot find it anywhere, but I wish I did. So I could toot my own horn here. As for Trent Grisham. Eh, movement. Tough to say. Um, there's a lot of kind of crappy cards being sold, you know, um, that 2020 out of 2020. So let, okay. So Trent Grisham, rookie auto, October 11th, $9 and 38 cents. So let's find another, uh, let's find another comp for that. $9 and 38 cents, October 10th, $15 refractor. 15 bucks gold 60 Woo. if we go back september 3rd that card is four bucks so yeah i guess it's doubled yeah because this in this this five game uh stretch this might be his best ever five game stretch five games 14 at bats five runs five hits two homers four ribbies three walks he has three strikeouts but he's hitting a 357 with a 526 on base, a 786 slugging, and a 1.312 OPS. That's a good five-game stretch, and he's he's played some great center. The worst part about that is that, <clears throat> obviously, Eric Lauer has been good, but, like, Luis Urias kind of stunk this year. I mean, he didn't stink, I guess. He stunk in the way Wander Franco stunk, right? Yeah. Still a positive, like, two-and-a-half win player, but disappointing from what you thought he was going to be coming off of the previous year and uh but so to like forget eric lauer for a second it was really you know you want luis urias to do well pitching is not the brewer's problem so you need the position players to do well otherwise you'd rather have trent grisham Mm. and then you're like ah trent grisham stinks you know yada 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 and then you fast forward a little bit and oh wait trent grisham's doing something in the playoffs brewers at home but shout out to the padres uh, because, you know, they're going up against a Dodgers team that nobody expects them to beat. Um, now, nobody expects them to beat them because of Fernando Tatis missing. They still spend a ton of money, obviously. 
on your Joe Musgroves and your Blake Snells and your you Darvishes and um, Juan Soto and Will Myers and Josh Bell and all that stuff. Like they have obviously good players all around, but when you're missing that superstar, um, and your other superstar Juan Soto hasn't exactly played like it, uh, it's tough. And yet here they are, one one. Yeah, going on the Dodgers side. Trey Turner, man, he's had a nice two games. So let me read this off. This is an interesting one. Now, also, he's a free agent coming at the end of the season. So so interesting. So for him, there's an added uh, motivation to do well. I mean, guys, just I would love to, to see stat breakdowns on players' contract year, like if they're going into their contract year or like, like it's their last year on their deal. Uh, compared to like after the deal that they made. And I would love to see numbers, but listen to this Trey Turner, two games, nine at bats, three runs, three hits, one double. The shocking he's had two homers in two games. Who would have thought that uh, two ribbies. So solo shots and two strikeouts. Uh, number one, amazing stats. Trey Turner though, always amazing. Always expecting that. That's a 30, 30 guy right there. So <clears throat> maybe not this year, but like he has 30 30 potential in that bat all day long um and those legs here's my question let's play a fun little game Trey Turner does not resign with the Dodgers Aaron Judge doesn't resign with the Yankees where do they go and do they get close to say three-fourths of a billion dollars between the two of them yeah oh, I think yeah. we're over half a billion but did they oh, get yeah. Do they get to three fourths of a billion? That's tough because it just yeah it depends. I think if Judge doesn't go to if he doesn't resign with the Yankees, I think the Mets would get him, snag him. Okay. Even though I don't think that's a good place for him personally. Um, and then if Trey Turner doesn't sign with the Dodgers, I mean he's a shortstop. He has so many different positive things with them that he could go anywhere. Honestly, you could that's, do the, that's, that's the kind of the cool thing is I don't think there's that many teams that would go out there <clears throat> despite Aaron judge's amazing season. And despite the fact that I'm pretty sure you can't prove it, but I'm pretty sure if you take Aaron judge off this team and replace him with somebody, you know, a Ben attendee, Say they replace him with Andrew Benatendi because he's on the Yankees too, too, right? Are they a playoff team? You know? Is that Yankees team minus Aaron Judge even a playoff team? That's how amazing his season was. That's how much he carried that team. He's in such such a tough division. Um, I just – I don't know. That, that would be a good question. Uh, I just don't see the Yankees not signing him after that. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't think they can just with marketing-wise. And that's what I'm trying to get at is I don't think they can, I don't think they can risk it. I think he's the sole reason why, I mean, obviously they've got good pitching, but without Aaron judge, I don't think they're a playoff team and that's not a knock on the Yankees. You have who you have. It's like saying Giannis isn't good at basketball because he's seven foot. You know, that's not true. Or, or that if Trey Turner wasn't fast, he wouldn't be good at baseball. You know, he is. So who cares? Um, but I think if you're the Yankees, like there's no, you cost yourself a ton of money by not getting him signed. And also there's no other options. 
Yeah. I mean, he is he is Mr. Yankee right now. And without him, who are you going to resign that's that good? Yeah. And then you also get the double edged sword of you sign him and you get 120 games out of him moving forward because it's not a contract year and he's going to get injured. Yeah. Um, do you have his card prices pulled up? Aaron Judge. So it's interesting because there's so many teams when it comes into the offseason, there's so many different aspects to running a team where Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Angels, they got to they got to do something to sell tickets. They got to do something to sell tickets. That's the revenue, like the hype. They got to they got to do something, even if it if they don't love the move, like they might sign a guy more than they would want to just just to get some marketing. So. Like if, if he was on the Tigers, you know, or someone like that where, you know, they, they, they're willing to spend more money, there's times where they don't – they'll let guys walk just because they're like, hey, you know, we, we got money, but we're not going to spend all of it sometime. Like Max Scherzer, they let Max Scherzer walk, and then they signed a poor man's Max Scherzer with Jordan Zimmerman. It was horrible. But anyways, <laughs> I think we have that. But with the Trey Turner, he can fit in literally – almost every team could use a shortstop like a trade, like half the league could use a trade Turner where if you're going to spend money, I know personally, I like to spend it pitching or shortstop or center up the middle. Yeah. Um, Cause that's usually what wins a champion. Like if you look at the last, and I don't know when I was a kid, at least if you looked at the world series champions, it was always strong, strong teams that or teams that had strong up the middle defensively and offensively. Like, they just – they did well. I don't know if that's the case anymore. Now we're more of a long ball. but Yeah, but I, I, I imagine it still holds true. You know, the Giants with Buster Posey winning three championships, and obviously that has a lot of mass and Bumgarner, but you have the, one of the best offensive and defensive catchers in baseball. It yeah. helps. The Orioles became really good, coincidentally, right after Adley Rushman got called up. No, not a coincidence. He's one of the best defensive and offensive catchers in baseball, and that is – that is significantly more important than any other position because there's a lot of teams that just deploy defensive first catchers that can't hit a lick or offensive first catchers that are a revolving door back there and mm-hmm. give up a ton of runs, either framing or pass ball wise. Um, the game. What? Or even or just, just calling the game. Yeah. Just calling a game. Crazy. And, and uh, so you get Adley Rushman and all of a sudden he makes your offense way better. He makes your defense way better and he makes your pitching staff way better mm-hmm. um, instantaneously. Like that's the most valuable. I, I'd be willing to bet right now that if Adley Rushman keeps this up next year, I start every single franchise with him. Like yeah. I, I just, I, that's how much I think a really good defensive catcher, offensive catcher, how much more valuable they are. Even if it doesn't show up per se in the wins above replacement at the end of the year, that type of stuff. Um, <clears throat> I think that's super important. But then after that, you know, if you're not obviously Otani, but um, <clears throat> if you can have a guy who can hit and pitch, you know, obviously that's valuable. But then after that, yeah, it's it's if you can have a good defensive and offensive center fielder, good defensive and offensive shortstop, so that you don't have to stick either um a guy that like Willie Thomas is nice. I I talk about the Brewers because I know him. Willie Adamas is nice. He gets hits for power and he plays good defense, but like there's a there's a cap to that because he's not really that great of an offensive 
offensive yeah. weapon. Um, and Javi Bias, you're Javi Bias, oh, you know, yeah. hits for power, plays great defense, but there's a cap to that. You get a Trey Turner that gets on base, that can steal bases, that plays great defense. Uh, it, it's super valuable. He makes the players around him better. And that that's personally like when I build a team, those are the, those are the players that I personally like the players that will make other players better. Uh, like a good shortstop will make the pitching staff better, you know, like mm-hmm. in, in a good catcher will make the pitching staff, a good center fielder pitching staff. But then also, you know, it's just vice versa. And, and, players that can get on base protection in the lineup. Like there's so many different aspects to it. And that's why, that's why like some of these numbers, like a JT real, uh, real Muto got paid all that money a couple of years ago was because he's offensively, you know, well above average for a catcher, but then also he mm-hmm. plays a great, you know, behind the plate. And when Philly was really starting to ramp back up, that was one of their biggest moves in the beginning. I loved it. And when they're ramping back up this year after Bryce Harper got injured, the guy right in the middle of all of that action, JT Real Muto. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, you know, there's there's other benefits to having <clears throat> less pressure on the second baseman to turn double plays if you've got a really slick shortstop, um, uh, better throwout rates for your catcher if you have a slick shortstop or second baseman. Um a little, maybe a little bit less pressure on the third baseman to have to feel like he has to get everything if he thinks there's a chance that the shortstop might be able to get something behind him. Um, or for that fa- in, for that matter, if you have a guy with a cannon of an arm in left field type of thing, probably helps a little bit too. But yeah, there's intrinsical value that you can't you can't quite quantify with guys like that that still show still shows up. Yeah, which is why I love guys like Adley Rushman and um, and Trey Turner, and if I had the money, you better believe. If I was the Brewers GM, we'd be signing Trey Turner. He'd be number one on the list, and uh, I wouldn't care about anybody else, and that includes Aaron Judge. I and I know Aaron Judge is a really good defensive outfielder, but going to be on the wrong side of thirty. A little bit too nerve wracking for me. I agree. Curious. I'm curious on uh, Aaron Judge's prices. Do they cool off at all after the season with with the home run chase, or are they still hot? Um. So yes, there was a slight tick down, but they're still high. So I went in and I grabbed a very random card. 2017 Topps Archives, 1960 rookie star PSA 10. That card started a year ago, 10-23-21, as a $60 card. In and of itself, pretty insane that it's 60 bucks. I mean, not a very nice card. Uh, pop of 1029 And it slowly rose, slowly rose as the summer was going on. And then its high point was 923 at $921 at $249. And they kind of hovered around the high 180s as we got into the beginning of October. And then it dropped um, a low point of $103 on the 7th of October. Um, but now the last sale was $157 on the 13th. And while that's not, while that's not, <clears throat> you know, $250, uh, $157 compared to a year ago when it was 60, looking pretty stinking good. Yeah. And that's just the most random card in the entire world. If you went to just his his tops rookie PSA ten, 
that card in a year is up 195%. I mean, that's you buy stars that are injured, people forget about them for a year. I mean, you can his, make some good money that way. His refractor PSA 9 up 129% in a year. His Bowman Chrome base auto PSA 10 up 722% in a year. You could have bought this last year on my birthday for 440 bucks. You could have sold it on the 12th for $3,618. That's what I'm talking about. Isn't that insane? Dude, I can't wait till we t- we do this episode a year from now and talk about players that... A- actually, real quick, I think maybe... I don't think maybe that that October 24th sale is a super accurate... No, it wasn't. All right, so that was... The $440 sale was... Um, PWCC weekly. That was like their first weekly thing when like nobody showed up and it struggled and mm-hmm. people got steals all over the place. Um, I remember uh, uh, Gaussman super fractors sold for like 13 bucks a piece. There's like two of them. They sold for each 13 bucks and like a month and a half later on the PWCC thing, they were well over that. And now obviously you sell through PWCC and you get your, you get what you de- you deserve for the card, um, but that that original first one was very tough on cards. So don't take that as a uh, legitimate sale. I, you'd probably have to go um, to the next one, which was like nine hundred some dollars, which is a much more realistic <coughs> price point. That's interesting. Um, a- another dude that talk about injury and coming back, but Bryce Harper, man, he had a great beginning of the year got hurt a little bit came back dude this guy is looking like old bryce harper just i know it's only four games in four games in 14 at bats when you say old bryce harper do you mean just last year when he won the mvp yeah i mean coming back from injury you know what i mean like i'm such a big like when people come back from injury like especially during like in season they're not 100 percent at all like they're coming back, they're they're still feeling whatever the the pain was. It's just not they're not going to have that long term effect. That's why they're back. They're they're managing their pain. So the fact that he's back in doing this, so four games, fourteen at bats, three runs, six hits, two doubles, a home run, a ribby, two walks, three strikeouts, hitting four twenty nine on base percentage. He's at a at a five hundred slugging seven eighty six. OPS of 1.286. Pretty good. What's his, what's his prices looking like? Do they go up after that? So I went and looked at a couple different cards, and um, <clears throat> one of them was his uh, prospect 2011 Bone Chrome Base Auto PSA 10. So you could have bought this July 14th, probably right in the middle of when he was injured, for 1260 bucks. You could have sold it two days ago. For two thousand two hundred fifty dollars, almost a thousand bucks, nine hundred ninety dollars there, which is pretty cool. And um, <clears throat> a couple other ones, just the tops update base BGS nine five. Last three months up thirty three percent. In the last month, it is up twelve percent, which you know pretty good. Not going to make you any money going up twelve percent per se in in a month, but um, it's still it's still rising. So. That's cool, because cool. that that playoff uh, series is very interesting. The Philly 
they they snuck game one, which man, the Braves had them the first two innings. There was a bad call on Contreras, but for them to sneak that game out, that was huge. And then the Braves Braves won the next one, so it's tied. But dude, if the Braves or if Philly can sneak that out past past the Braves, you're looking at like a Bryce Harper, like some of those guys' prices could get. Do you do you think they can actually do it though? I see, that's the playoffs though. Like it's it's too hard to predict, dude. Yeah. The baseball. That's why I love baseball playoffs because every doesn't matter. Like football, it is what it is. Like I just it, you know you don't see upsets like that as much. Same with basketball. Correct. I don't know. Baseball, literally, it's a coin flip. Yeah. I mean, if if we had the same, if basketball had the same, like, salary cap structure as baseball, in which there isn't one, but there is a luxury tax, even though there is luxury tax in basketball, but if you could just absolutely blow past the luxury tax to sign any free agent, which you can't oh. in basketball, um, <clears throat> you can blow past it to sign your own guys if you have them. If you plan it out right, you can sign free agents and then sign your own guys to huge, huge money and blow past it that way. But um, in baseball, you know, you can you can be over the luxury tax and you want Aaron Judge and you want to sign him to a $50 million a year deal. You can do that and you can pay the penalty. And I just I I think it's crazy how if you saw that in another sport, if you saw that in football or basketball. If if the Lakers did what the Dodgers did, they would win the championship. Oh yeah. No doubt. If, you know, if the uh, Patriots were able to do what the Dodgers do, they would win the championship. You know, if you can sign Lamar Jackson and you can sign um, Jonathan Taylor and you can sign, you know, Cooper cup and uh, Mike Evans and Mark Andrews or something, you know, and then get every offensive lineman and you spend $600 million on your payroll, but you don't care because you got all the good players. You wouldn't lose. But in baseball, you can have a team that has a $40 million payroll on any given day beat a team that has a $260 million payroll. And if it's a short enough series, five games, anything can happen. Guardians, Yankees, great example. <laughs> Holy yep. smokes. Now, to be fair, some of us still question if the Yankees are even a playoff team without Aaron Judge. So if you just walk Aaron Judge the entire time. <laughs> um, Getting a real quick score here. Bottom nine, three outs, 2-2. Two, two. We're going to extras. Yankees, so, Guardians. Dude, Cleveland, man, they know how to pitch, so they'll always have a lot of extra innings, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like that's like uh well you got those you got those teams that just know how to pitch and it seems like they always play close games yeah here's another one that actually there's two that i find interesting ronald acuna i mean he's only played two games but he's had a good first two games i wonder you know i mean he had a great year this year it's just his average was down but i still think he had a like phenomenal year Mm-hmm. Uh, coming off that injury, but I wonder I he's still injured. what's that. I said, I think he's still injured. Like, I think he came off of it, but was never healthy. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, a, a lot of these guys do that cause they, they want to, they want to play and I'm, his stuff has been, I don't know, rattle off. What, what are we looking at for Acuna for his car prices? 
All right. So X Fractor. I'll grab year year to date stuff. X Fractor PSA ten down forty one percent in the year. Um, Refractor PSA town PSA ten down sixty two percent. A pink PSA nine down forty five percent in the year. Um, Bowman Chrome base PSA ten down seventy two percent. Oh geez. Bowman Chrome Mega PSA ten down fifty percent. Tops Heritage PSA ten. <coughs> Chrome number to 999 down 70%. R- Rainbow foil PSA 9 down 44%. Um though that's a little bit deceptive because again that's a first PWCC weekly sale. The next one was 325, which is a more legitimate sale. So w- way down from 325 to 117. Um pink BGS 95 down 41%. A Tops Chrome base PSA 10 down 61%. It's crazy how there's some slightly nicer stuff down more. Action. Action PSA 10 down 46%. Uh, just just some crazy, some crazy, crazy sales where it's like, whew. I mean, his whole market is down 40 to 70%. Jeez. Uh, BGS 9.5 action down 65%. Oh, here we go. The bat down. Bat down PSA 10. Down 50%. Ooh. Do oh, you think that's... Wait, Sapphire think... PSA 9. Only two PSA 9s have sold in the year. Oh, that doesn't count. The last PSA 9 to sell, sell was January 2nd, 2022. Would be way down. Sapphire PSA 10. Here you go. Um, the Sapphire PSA 10 in one year is up half a percent. Hmm. That's the only card that's up half a percent. That's an interesting one. Um, I don't know if that's my favorite buy, but it's definitely an interesting one. Bowman Chrome Base Auto, 57% down in the year. Like premium. Sapphire BGS 9.5 down 50%. Chrome out of 9.99, 62%. PSA 9. I mean, oh, here, okay, here we go. Bowman Chrome PSA 10, 25%. So even something as premium as a base auto PSA 10, still down 25%. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, I just thought of this too. So the Mariners have been interesting. They, you know, obviously they had that walk off against them the first game, which was very tough. Mm-hmm. And then they lost with uh, Luis Castillo on the mound yesterday. I believe I was watching that. Also very uh, tough. Yeah, very. You got to get a win with that. But there's two players that come to mind with that that squad that I was interested on the prices is Cal Rally uh, Rally. I can never Cal Raleigh. Yep, Raleigh. big dumper. Yeah, this dude's been interesting the last like month. I'll rattle off what he's done in four games. Four games, 16 at bats, four runs, five hits, one double, one one homer, four ribbies, one walk, five strikeouts. Uh hitting three, 313 average oh, uh on base percentage 353, slugging 563, OPS 916. 
but I feel like his cards might have come into life, come come like sparked a little bit. What are we saying seeing with the data? All right, so he's got <clears throat> um I'm looking up okay, so a purple auto sold one twenty five October thirteenth. So let's find he doesn't have any graphs um on card ladder yet. Not saying he won't eventually, but he doesn't have it yet. One twenty five October thirteenth. And <laughs> a purple speckle hundred October fourth. Let's get a little away from that. Oh. Um. All right. So here we go. Bowman Chrome Purple Auto, July twenty fourth, fifty one dollars. Twenty nineteen Bowman Chrome Purple Auto, out of two fifty, fifty one dollars on July twenty fourth, and um, one just sold. A PSA ten for three fifty, PSA nine for a hundred. So it's basically it's up, it's up. Aaron, goodness gracious, I don't know how to mute that, but I need yeah, him so to stop texting me. I I accidentally sold. I had a purple of his PSA. Turn on, do not disturb. Purple PSA nine auto. So that's out of two fifty. I sold it for ninety five ninety nine on August. Or was that me? August. Yeah, August. So he was one I just had a random for sale and it sold. And you said, how much is that going for now? hundred bucks, PSA 9. So you, oh, you, so you did well. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought for sure his stuff would be up because he's been exciting. Hey, ooh, real quick. Now that I remember, <clears throat> there is a Ronald Acuna uh, Stadium Club 2018 rookie 101 auto ending this week on PWCC. I should let Jimmy know that. Yeah. I love so. stadium club. So how about, how about J Rod? He's had a, he's had a fun playoffs. Yes, sir. Out. Let's, let's look up the, uh, let's look up Julio. His, his stats aren't as crazy, but I mean, he's been playing great for a rookie. Four games, 16 at-bats, five runs, four hits, two doubles, one triple, two ribbies, two ba- uh, two walks, four strikeouts, hitting 250, on base 400, slugging 500, OPS 900. All right, so his Bowman Chrome BGS 9.5 up um, 41% in the month and also up 66% over the last year. Um, started at 1200 on October 16th last year, and it is currently at $2,000 on the dot. Wow. Uh, today, his Bowman Chrome Base PSA 10 auto um, started at 1435 on October 18th, and it is up to $2,900 today. That's a 102% increase there um, for J-Rod and his blue auto. That is also up 32% in a year. So what's kind of crazy is a lot of people are like, hey, I got to buy. You know, most people are, I'd rather have a blue than a base. Or I'd rather have one really nice blue <coughs> than three bases. But last year, you could have bought $6,951 on the 28th of... So let's round it up to $7,000 on the 28th of November. Um, 
closest one I can get is the 30th of October for $1,400 for a base auto. So realistically, you can almost, and I say almost, buy five for the price of one one base auto. If you would have bought those five, or one blue auto, if you would have bought those five, you would be miles and miles and miles ahead. Liquidity. Um, Liquidity, yeah. price point matters. And I, I mean, I'm a big believer in buying the nice stuff long-term. Like if you're going to hold a J-Rod, if you're like, hey, I'm going to buy this card and I do, I'm not going to sell for five years or 10 years or whatever it is, buy the rarer one. But when it's the liquidity thing, like where it's like, oh, I, I want a quick flip. Sometimes that the cheaper, like the base and the stuff like that does better because you have a broader audience. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a very limited amount of people that can buy a card for seven thousand dollars to begin with, or nine thousand a day. There's a lot larger audience that can buy it for twelve hundred, because like there might be people that can only buy one card at twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, that could be their grail, which yeah. is a great, great card, like amazing card. A great grail. Yeah, no doubt. So like, anytime I hear stuff like that, instead of like me rushing to buy a J Rod, I'm always like in my mind, and I'm not going to say like say players in it because I could rattle off a bunch of different players, but it's like, okay, who should I be buying today that will be J-Rod a year from now? Let me let me give you a, a, a name, and you're not going to be shocked by this name, but... Jackson Churio. Yeah, watching this, Jackson Churio autos are coming out, right? There's no <laughs> chance I'm... There's no chance I'm... <clears throat> if I'm looking to flip some... There's no chance I'm buying a blue or a gold or a, obviously it's going to be on my price range anyways. But like um, I would just be buying all the base I can for the price of one gold. Take your chances on getting good grades on them through Slab Stocks times SGC grading at slabstocks.com slash grading. If you want to check that out, $18 a card, MBD, quick, painless. Um, <clears throat> that being said, I feel like I should just buy every base base auto I can get my hands on that I can afford and then hope that a couple grade out decently mm-hmm. and either hold those and sell the rest and recoup some of the value or sell the ones that graded out well right away, recoup probably all the value and hold on to the ones that are PSA 8s, PSA 7s. Yeah, I agree. It's just interesting. There's so many players out there right now prospects and just really like they don't even have to be prospects just other players like that people aren't thinking about but really those are the players that you should be thinking about if you're looking to buy cards rather than some of the playoff guys unless unless there's players that that you think will have a huge impact when the world series like that you could there's still some margin it's so risky yeah it's so so i'm not a fan of doing that but i'm like Play the longer game. You'll always do better playing the longer game if you do it smart and patience. All right. I have one more question for you, and then we should probably end yeah. it off here. One question for you. Manny Machado started out the year hot, yeah. right? Kind of unexpectedly. So, obviously, he's been really good for years, but, you know, he hasn't quite been what everyone expected 22-year-old Manny Machado to become. But he started the year off hot. Prices went up. Who is next year's Manny Machado? Guy that nobody's really thinking about, maybe close to 30. And uh, next thing you know, you look up and he's carrying his team for two months and you can make good money. Because we just watched it with Judge and Machado this year. Sir Nathan, that was a great question. 
caught me a little off guard. Uh, man, the first play, and I always go to this guy, but just right off the top of my head, I would have to probably say Luis Robert with the Whites. I, Tony La Russa, dude, I'm telling you, when they signed him, he was there with the Diamondbacks halfway through when I was there. Mm-hmm. Total different culture, not in a good way. Just old school. Like when when he went to the White Sox, I was just like, oh, that just doesn't seem to fit with the team that they had. Have they fired him yet? Uh, he let go due to he was he's done because of medical. Oh, thank but goodness. He was going to. I gone. mean, not not like if it's legit medical. Yeah, I hope I'm mad for him, but I don't wish any harm to him. But I just feel like that was such a bad fit, and he didn't. Lou Bob has so much talent. He's so good, and that team. I feel like that offensive, like offensively, that team is a lot better than they did last year. Where I could see him doing amazing, but he's so injury prone that I don't know if he was healthy for a whole year. I would have to think on that question to give an answer that I'm like, I would. Bo Bichette came off like started getting hot at the end of the year. Your your Lou Bob was my uh, is my Eloy. Like I'm still waiting for Eloy to stay healthy and then just start hitting bombs. I still think that's a 40 home run bat. Yeah. I mean, Lou, Lou Bob did great this year. It's just the White Sox were boring, man. Yeah. They were they were just boring. And I I actually loved watching the White Sox because that team was filled with so much talent. Where they might have to dismantle that team, and there's now there's too many holes where they got to almost sell what they got and try and rebuild again. But we'll see. Well, um, are I mean, what are what are the holes? So you've got pitching. We're pitching let- horrendous. Besides Cease. Their bullpen? Oh my gosh, dude! Yeah, but you can fill bullpens pretty easily. I mean, you let Jose Abreu go so that you can have Andrew Vaughn in there at first base, second base. Um, what? Second base? No. Well, Moncada healthy. You can put him in Third. there. Tim Anderson, love him, but never. All right, so so Tim Anderson, shortstop, done deal. Andrew Vaughn, first base, done deal. Lou Bob, center field, done deal. Eloy DH, done deal. Um, Yuan Moncada somewhere in there, third base or second base, done deal. Uh, Yasmani Grandal was atrocious this year, right? And I don't know how long his contract is going for, but if he's still there, then you have catcher filled. Um, Not exciting by any means, but it's filled. Yeah, I mean, there's not that many... Dude, they're pitching. Bill on the offensive side, but you, but you got to also remember they're they they're not a big payroll team. Where, oh wow, man, Grandall signed for they still have him for another year for eighteen point two five mil, lot of money. But I mean, dude, that you got to you got to take chances on players like that for catcher because they had no one else. Actually, I'd rather have James McCann at a cheaper discount, but a little bias there. Uh, next year but they're pitching man like really it's sees and no one else behind it like no promising well i guess all right they got the um the one kid from the red sox i'm always going blank on his name blonde hair uh oh uh he had oh, a um, uh, ah crap michael Kovac. yeah michael which i've always been a fan of because that dude throws gas but dude, their bullpen is is bad, bad. Like it's really not good. And then you got to fill your your rotation. Then you got to think about injuries. Like they don't have any depth. All right, let's let's assume 
Kopech healthy. Lucas Giolito bounce back. Dylan Cease good. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's still. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's some. There's some holes there. You can't make it. A, yeah. But so, like the White Sox are are that fringe team where it's like, okay, if if they if they don't if they're not even like if they're like a fringe team, it's almost like they have to rebuild because they don't have the money to to bridge the gap. You know, I guess they have to sell, rebuild their farm system and do it that way because then they're going to have a huge drought again because if they let those guys expire and still play horrible, then they have nothing to show for the players that they developed and traded for to get new prospects. And they lost out on, on getting to the playoffs and winning the playoffs and going deep in the playoffs. Yeah. It's just, it's absolutely brutal. It's been the white Sox rebuild has been brutal. And then you add on top of that, the fact that, yeah, I know Tatis is suspended for steroids, but you traded Tatis for James Shields, you know? And like, that's always been the slap in the face, but the idea is, well, <clears throat> as long as you we make the playoffs and are okay, it's fine. And then you have years like this where it's like, you might have to, yeah, you might have to blow up the whole team before you even get a taste of success. That sucks. Last year was their year personally, I think. Yeah. And then and, this year- and you have to blow up the team and you're not getting, you know, if the Brewers blow up their team, right. This year, if they say, Hey, it's not worth it. You're getting insane value for whichever starting pitchers you decide to trade away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like insane. Like Luis Castillo coming like more than that. Probably no, probably similar trade package. Yeah. If 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 not if not a tid, tidbit more because they've they're both been better than Luis Castillo the last couple of years. I agree. Um, and I'm talking Woodruff and Burns here. Um, so like you can, you can blow up and you can capitalize on guys that have grown their value. The White Sox, they're not going to trade Luis Robert. You can't trade Eloy. The value is not there. The value has gone way down since, since, uh, he was a prospect. You can't trade Juan Mankato value way down. You can't trade Giolito. You can't trade. I mean, you could trade Cease, and why would you want to? Like, that's the one guy you don't want to trade. That's that's the thing about it, though. I I could see him though because a lot of those guys that you just rattled off, they're coming in arbitration, and they're going to have to pay him good amount. Where it's like, even if they don't get a big return back, they save money and at least get something back. Yeah, arbitration, man. I used to think like, oh, six years, we're good. We got this guy for six years, and now. Woodruff, Burns. Um, we had to trade Hater because he was coming up on his last year of arbitration. He was super two, so he had four years, so he's going to be like $15 million this year for a reliever. Woodruff, Burns, Willie Adamas, like all these guys. It's like the Brewers can't afford that, and the White Sox can't afford paying arbitration for all those guys, and a lot of these low-market teams, you know, they just it, – it's hard. It's easy if one guy comes up every once in a while if it would spread out you know much easier once it's all together at the same time eric lauer same arbitration window as the other two guys adrian hauser same arbitration windows as the other two guys that's why it makes sense for a lot of these teams to sell with two or three years left to control because like the rays and the a's like they they can't pay even at at the end of their arbitration like a Matt Olson, uh, you know, like, I don't know, just rattling off random names like that, like a Josh Donaldson. Like 
They, but here's the problem. You do that. Yeah, you extend your window. Neither of those teams are ever making the World Series or winning it. I mean, the Rays make it every once in a while. They're not winning it. You extend your window. Look at those fan bases. Brian, dude, the Rays would have won it if Brian Cash never took out Snell. Hands down. Yeah. And now, and now look at those fan bases. You trade yeah. all those guys away. But they can't pay them. You, you keep they, they the revolving don't. door, and you just don't ever get a fan base because there's nobody there to for fans to watch. They have to feel like they have to learn a new team every single year. Oh, yeah. That would be brutal. But that's that's why some of these owners, man, like they just can't com- – it's hard for them to compete in the markets that they're at. It's it's just yeah. – if you're a fan of some of those teams, like you almost know going into it, which makes it extremely hard to be a fan of. So, yeah, I wish I wish base and I know we're going long on this and going off topic, but I wish I wish baseball had the soccer aspect of loaning players in like Dude, could you players, imagine regulation? Uh, re, what is it? Re, regulation? I was. Saying oh, that. yeah. Relegation. Yeah. Re, yeah. That and then selling players like transfer. sell. I just feel like baseball would be it's so similar of how it's set up with with. Very similar to soccer of how it's set up with the deep prospects. Yeah. That how interesting. Like, what do you think Wander Franco's transfer? That would be super interesting if you could like transfer somebody for an end of a year run type of thing, but there'd have to be a transfer window. Like it would have to be like trade deadline, like, hey, I'm giving up, and you can only transfer, say, two players off your team. Yeah. And each team can only grab two transfers in, non-trade. Now, the issue is, like, <clears throat> I know that English team stadiums aren't all super nice, but, like, the difference between even the Cincinnati Reds ballpark and the Spokane Indians ballpark, miles and miles and miles and miles and miles difference there. Okay. And so, like, I don't know how you'd bridge that gap where you could be, like, I mean, there's not even security at the Spokane Indians. They've got they've got people that check bags. They don't have metal detectors, nothing. Dude, we when I was in AAA, there'd be times where fans would would come into the clubhouse and they're like, well, I just went down this elevator. They're like, where am I? I'm like, you're in the clubhouse. No one stopped you? And they're like, nah. <laughs> it would happen all the time. Dude, I had that I had that happen at in Orlando at the Magic. The yeah, Magic uh, did I tell you about that? Uh-huh where I ended up in the hallway and mm-hmm. then ended up in the tunnel on accident because the guy just brought us down to the wrong le- level. <laughs> yeah. But, um. So it can happen anywhere, but <clears throat> that would be really interesting. I would love if you could loan players out. Like if you're just out of it and you're like, all right, I think we can get like a $20 million head start from one of these super expensive teams next year by loaning out Corbin Burns for three months. Or even if it's not 20 million, 5 million, 6 million, yeah. And that just drives down the price of arbitration for him by six yeah. million dollars next year. Now, what would stink is if they got injured. But that's yeah. that's the name of it. Yeah. Or if you could if you could loan a guy out for years, you've got a young guy, you know you're not gonna be competing, you want him to get good experience, you loan him out to another team for a massive amount, and then you get him back a couple years later when you expect to be contending again or at least be a better team. It would be amazing. That would be amazing. I would, because it would create so many different aspects of 
how to build a team too, which you and I would love. Yeah. To- also relegation would be huge. Because then the Cincinnati Reds can't do what the Cincinnati Reds did this last year and blow up a perfectly fine team. Were they going to win the division? Probably not. Were they going to be at least close to a playoff spot? I could see it. Things break right. Have, they would probably could have had a playoff spot. But instead, they blew up the entire team. But see, that that's what... The, the Reds could have been pretty good. Like They could have been decent this year. But that's where the owner, it's like they're going to make the same money, same amount of money this year revenue-wise. So it's like why not cut players that are expensive, make the same money back, but then your profit margins are bigger. But if they had at the back of their mind, hey, if, we, if we're horrible, we could be sent down to AAA and, you know, our like, your profit get, margins are gone. Yeah, you, you're making 15% compared to what, like, of what you're making this year puts the sunny grays back on the field, puts the Suarez, like all those guys to keep you above. And it would create a, a le- like a more level just to stay in the majors because of the, the revenue that you get, even if you're not good. And I would say <clears throat> after watching welcome to Wrexham, I would have said like, but what about the disparity in owners money? And then I see that Wrexham football club was bought by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney for 2 million pounds. You know, two million pounds. How much do you think uh, Chelsea could get? You got bought for? I don't know. I'm, well, I'm you sure. got the the Wexham, whatever that. I forget how to pronounce it, but that's like buying like a single A team. You can buy yeah. you can buy single A teams real cheap. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Buy a single A team, just see if you can do a good enough scouting to. But then you'd have to have like you wouldn't have a draft anymore. That's fine. And you'd have to have like. I'd rather not have a draft, and I'd rather have scouts have to go out. Fine, guys. Find these, yeah. Sign them to there. Every, uh, you could have schools. Cat, schools in have. America where kids could go and learn baseball and play for free instead of – especially kids that can't really afford to play baseball because everything's so expensive. Get well, now they have an opportunity because you, <clears throat> you have schools in – now you're not guaranteed to get the guys that play at your school, but you have schools in, you know – venezuela dominican places like that and yet we don't hear it's easier for a 16 year old kid um that comes from a poor family to be able to play baseball for a living in a different country than it is for a kid that comes from a poor family to play baseball in america yeah that that is that is an interesting topic uh but yeah we we digress also i have other stuff to do today yeah so we should probably that. we should probably call it here. <laughs> but um Jimbo, any last any last words? Nope. Other than then uh just enjoy the playoffs and have a great weekend. Perfect. Well, thank you for joining on today and thank you everyone for listening. We appreciate you all that come in and listen every week. And uh we will talk to you guys again next Friday. Deuces.